Hello and welcome to the CHGO Sky podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. It is Monday, August 15th, 2022, and your Chicago Sky are just about ready to run it back. So this Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central, it begins again. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, I predict that this show is going to be filled with plenty of cheesiness. We're going to be cheesy all show, but that's okay. That's okay. But if you're wondering who the heck I am, my name is Janice Scurrio. With with me, as always, every week is Sabria Whitaker. How are you today, Sabria? I'm okay. Okay. We're going to get into it, but just know I'm not happy. You're not happy about what? I am not happy about the occurrences of our team for like the past few games and the implications that that has for us for playoffs. So yes, we're going to get into it, but I just wanted to be clear. Not happy. (laughs) We are going to get into that in just a little bit. Uh, So the team did win against the Mercury uh, yesterday. Uh, So that was nice to see, uh, but we will break that further in just a little bit. Uh, So for those of you who are listening. Uh, so this guy have clinched a playoff berth for four consecutive seasons now. And uh, the 2022 uh, WNBA playoffs also marks the eighth trip to the postseason uh, in the past 10 years. So prior to 2013, uh, this guy had not reached the playoffs since the inaugural season of 2006. So that is some pretty impressive stuff right there. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, Sabria, I like to catch up with you, uh, in, in every show. I want to know what have you been up to? What are you doing? Like, like, how have you been? All of that stuff. Like what is going on with you? I feel like last week was like a month ago. <laughs> so I really don't even remember everything that's happened since I wish I could tell you that I just got back from LA to watch their last game but that's not true but I will say that I am happy in that sense because I always have something to say about friend of the show Brittany Sykes today is no difference and she has just been having a phenomenal end of the season stretch since I think the last time I did leave and go like on tour um, in New York and she finished the season yesterday. So unfortunately it was their last game that made me sad, but she finished with a new career high of 35 points. She joined the 2000 point club. Um, Also recently reached 200 blocks is now officially the league leader in total steals and steals per game for the second season in a row that has not happened since like 2005-ish, 6-ish. Um, and the last person to do that was Tamika Catchings. So she's in great company with that. And uh, yeah, also had five hmm, rebounds, four assists, three steals and a block. So we're happy. We're happy on that front. So really yeah. great, really great season uh, for Slim there. Uh, so uh, what is, uh, when you said 35 points, is that 35 points per game? And is that just for the 2022 season or was so, that her career? Yeah. So 35 points was what she reached in yesterday's game, which oh, was okay. not a pretty one against Dallas, but she got 35 points. So that's her new career high, um, since coming into the league in 2017 and her previous career high was 33 points, but she got that her rookie year. So, oh, okay. I see. Yes. Yes. Pretty excellent stuff there. Uh, what's her contract looking like, just out of curiosity? So that has been the hottest topic probably for like the past month. Uh, she is an unrestricted free agent now. So, yeah. So this is going to be, uh, I think, an interesting offseason. I mean, we talk about the Sky's offseason. I think... It's like the Sky and the Sparks probably are like my top two teams to watch for this offseason. Because I don't know if you saw earlier, more breaking news from the Sparks with Liz Cambay 
Yes, yes, indeed. I did see Liz's Instagram page. Uh, and I also know that uh, uh, NECA and Shanae are both free agents too after uh, this year as well. So uh, yes. that team is going to look significantly different. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where NECA said that she and Shanae are uh, essentially a, a combo package. Wherever NECA goes, Shanae will go with her. Yeah, so, so I didn't get to see the source directly, but I'm, but I was confused on if that was something that NECA said or something that Shanae said, because I do know that um, NECA was asked after the game last night that she wants to still be a spark next season. Um, and then I was hearing today that someone asked Shanae about her future and her response was, I'm going wherever NECA goes. Um, So that's interesting because as of right now, the only returning players are the rookies. Um, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm including Jasmine Walker in there and Katie Lou. So Christy Tolliver, NECA, Shanae, Slim, Lexi, Ken, well, I believe they extended Kennedy, um, but when that was explained to me, it was more so like to keep paying her the rookie salary. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work. I know there that uh, the interim coach Fred was talking about returning next season as well. So there's just a lot going on over there, and apparently NECA cannot be cored again. Um, because of the limitations that the league puts on like our franchise tag or our version of it. So yes, the, I think <laughs> the sky and the sparks are probably going to look <laughs> really similarly during and after this offseason. Oh, that's also Jordan Canada also becomes a free agent after this year too. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, I just hopped on spot track to kind of look where the sky were in their contracts and uh, yeah, uh, the sky are certainly going to be another team that looks incredibly different after this year. And uh, one player that I really want to talk about today, uh, one player who uh, essentially is the, uh, the namesake of this whole episode is uh, Azare Stevens. I feel as if she's going to be, uh, Z is going to be, is that like a backwards Z or like a, I know to me, to me, it looks like a Z. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. Okay. Wait, I did not think about this. Okay. So this is okay. Right. So this should be a Z to you, right? It looks no? like a Z okay. to me. Well, it looks like, 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 okay. I don't know. Oh, okay. oh, oh, that, that's an N. That's an N. That's an N. Yes. Welcome to letter recognition here at CHGO Sky, <laughs> where we try to make sure that we recognize uh, the letters of the English alphabet because they are very important to us. Here we go. This is an N, an N for NECA. There we go. Yes. Like, or, and this is a Z. All right. All right. So, uh, what, like I was saying, um, this episode's namesake, Azaree Stevens, I feel as if uh, she is going to make a huge difference uh, in the playoffs coming up. Uh, but we'll talk about her in just a little bit. Uh, but for now, uh, we've got ourselves a final playoff picture. Uh, so Phoenix cl- uh, clinched the final playoff spot for their 10th consecutive playoff appearance. So we've got a little bit of a bracket here. Uh, So we will be facing the New York Liberty in the first round. Uh, The first round, as a reminder, is a best of three. No more of that single elimination stuff anymore. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The single elimination uh, essentially uh, arguably uh, helped the Sky uh, win last year's championship. They pretty much just mowed through the single elimination games last year. Uh, But now they're going to have to go through New York. Uh, and as I was talking about the Mercury, I think they're going to face uh, Las Vegas in their first round. So I don't know. Like, do you think uh, the Mercury would have rather faced uh, the Sky or the Aces? Because it seems to me there they both definitely have some difficult work either way. But what do you think? Um. So first, before I forget, we have to talk about another, um, a former Sky player, and Kayla Davis who had an amazing, amazing game the other day before she went down. Um, Talked to her a little bit yesterday, but didn't go into the potential 
potential injury of like how just because I know that they get a lot of questions after that. So I didn't do that. But always rooting for her. So if nothing else, I am not rooting for Phoenix, but I am rooting for her. So I am happy. With that being said, I would have rather her been able to come back to Chicago. So I was rooting for that matchup. If we couldn't yeah. get Minnesota, if we couldn't get Minnesota to bring Seal back home for a second, I really wanted it to be Phoenix. And I think they would have preferred to face us. I also would have preferred for us to face them. So I was so that's why I'm upset. I'm upset that we didn't clinch the number one seed. Number that, one seed. that game at Vegas was I don't even want to talk about it. So I was upset about that. And then okay, so after that. It was still a toss-up. It wasn't clear who was going to be number one, who was going to be number two. So what I learned yesterday was because Connecticut won their game against Minnesota, which I'm upset with them about. So now praying for Connecticut's downfall because how dare you keep Seal out of the postseason? Like, no respect for you. So upset. Throwing punches, man. Punching the air at that. Yes. So after they won, if we – had lost and Vegas lost, the three of us would have been in a three-way tie with the same record. So then it wasn't about Vegas having the tiebreaker over us. You then have to add up how many games Chicago won against Connecticut and Vegas, how many games Vegas won against us and Connecticut, and then how many games Connecticut won against us and us and Vegas, and we had that tiebreaker. So if Seattle had just done their job, like y'all wanted to beat Seal the other day so bad, but you couldn't beat Vegas when I was actually rooting for you to beat Vegas. Shout out to Jewel Lloyd though, not necessarily a friend of the show, but someone I hope is one day in a Chicago Sky uh, uniform since her mother is a season ticket holder. So I'll just throw that in so that's how we're going to get here so rooting for her career night threes amazing but it just wasn't enough to beat vegas so i was upset about that absolutely yeah the storm had one job just one yes, job just one, one. so we could have brought um kayla back and i just <sighs> this is what i get because i tweeted about i think like a month ago i was like i feel like we've played new york like five times and i'm sick of it and I'm still sick of it, and I just don't want to play them. Yeah, uh, it seems as if every game, or at least a lot of the games that I've been able to attend uh, as a member of the media have been against New York. And, I mean, I, I do enjoy, like, seeing I, – I, I, do I do enjoy watching uh, Sabrina play. I, I, I think she's great. But, of course, too, uh, this guy do have a pretty great record against the Liberty this year. Uh, so I think what didn't they go like two and one or, or was it like. But on paper, sure, we have the edge. But if you look at the actual games, they were not good. Like the overtime, I remember being on the plane probably to L.A. during the overtime when I was so upset I missed that one. And I oh, think I that was that. when she first had that that first triple double and then they lost. But it was close. And so we won that one. And then I just feel like every time maybe we play her, does she get a triple-double or, like, close? Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know she, what it is. She had a double-double last time uh, she played us, actually. And then she had the triple-double in the first game. And it was right after Candace's triple-double, too. Okay, so, yeah. So that's, what, so that's what it is. It's like every time Candace gets one, she gets one. So I don't really want to see that right now in a series, but also I just attribute it to things that make sense in my head. If it's actual and factual, don't know, don't care. But I don't like playing New York because they have Stephanie and our assistant coach. So okay. I just feel like that means they know stuff that can hurt us because I'm positive coach Wade wasn't like, Oh, well, we just lost these players and this coach. So let's do a whole new revamp of all our systems. And like, they're not doing that. Like you can't, right. you know what you know about the player. Like, you know what you need to do to, right. 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 To like make your former teammates 
have a bad night in in an area that is critical for us to win that game. So that's why I think it's always close when we play them. And so again, I don't want that. Um, I don't know how I feel about the the first two home games. I mean, I guess I should feel good about that. But I'm hoping we're able to get both because playing in New York is hard. It's hard. Like, I was there the other day, and it was just really loud. So I hope we can take care of business. Absolutely. So I've never been to New York, uh, but I've been to, of course, like Wintrust Arena when it's just like packed and it's just absolutely just like screamingly loud. So how would you compare the two uh, the two scenarios? Like who, who has the edge here? OK, so I know this probably sounds backwards and I could be wrong. Like if someone is listening and you want to do and you want to Google how big Wintrust is versus how big. Barkley Center is by all means. But when I was there, it felt like Barclays was bigger. So it's like in my head, our fans in Wintra should be able to feel bigger in theory because it's a smaller space. Right. And I don't and like, you know, when we're good at Wintrust, like we're all the way up there. Like we're when we're sold out, we're sold out. I don't think that they needed to you thing above the 200 level and Barclays when I was there. But if they do go all the way, we're in trouble. And it's just like the energy. Um, they got like a special sound system because it was loud it was like the loudest thing i'd ever heard i'm like y'all got special speakers and special lights like they do this like lights it's dramatic it's it's (laughs) it's definitely one of those things like i mean we talked about it we know their ownership group we know the the pockets that they have as owners of the new york liberty and the brooklyn nets they care right so if it's a matter of what can we do to give new york the edge they're gonna do it so i think we might be in trouble a little bit to be honest all right it looks like we've got uh, some seating capacities here so Wintrust has a seating capacity of 10,387 uh, thanks to Siobhan Bezlo for posting this Barclays is 19,000 so there you go <laughs> and, and they're fancy like I mean I get it like I, I never thought about it before would you lose by not sharing an arena with an NBA team. Like that just never crossed my mind because the sky mm-hmm. just never have. So I never had to think about that. But they have like the course side seat people have a, a club. Like, you know, we have like a club at Wintrust, but it's, you can see it. Like, no, their club, you have to go down a carp like a red carpet and a whole nother hallway. And there's like a crown club, a whole, like a, like a real restaurant. It's, it looks like, if you look up pictures, it looks like a four or five-star restaurant. It's their mascot. I mean, I, listen, I don't have any beef with Sky God like some people do, and they think he's creepy. I, I've never felt that way. But but Ellie, I still don't understand why their mascot is an elephant. But listen, Ellie yeah, got and, it, okay? And, and she's also got lashes too, doesn't she? Doesn't she have like I wanna I wanna know who her lash tech is because she just has like these big wispy just like that was the first thing I noticed about her. I was just like, okay, yeah, it's, it's an elephant with some lashes, man. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why the Liberty's mascot is an elephant. I'm not exactly sure why that the Sky's mascot is like a guy. Uh, and, but but, but that, 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 that's just his thing. His shtick is that he's just a guy who really loves women's sports, which I can appreciate. I can appreciate a man who's into women's sports, but of course, too, I'm not exactly sure how that translates into a, like a mascot. I don't know. You know what? I think at some point we're going to have to dedicate a show. I feel like I've also said this before. We need to dedicate a show or at least a portion of a future show to mascots, like like league-wide things. Because last night I was watching a sports game and I was like, why is your mascot a dog? Like, just because you name him Sparky does not mean it has any... Your logo is a tree. 
And it's not like we don't do tree logos because just look at Stanford. Is that mascot creepy? Yes. Is it ugly? Absolutely. But they could have just been a palm tree. Like, it didn't need to be a dog. Like, where did the dog come from? That I don't understand. Yeah. Indiana yeah, Fever? Yeah. What even are you? Let's start there. I have no clue what that is. I don't even know what the Fever's mascot I, is. is. Is is it just, like... I, <laughs> I don't... We don't know. Nobody knows. Look at look it up. We don't know. And I and I don't even like I don't know what it's supposed to be, let alone what it is. I and also like did they think about this? Because what is fever? Freddy fever. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what the heck that is. It is essentially it's it's got like some uh felt hair. It's got some like 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 I don't know shit around its eyes like I I don't know what the heck that is, uh, but I, I don't know if like it's, it's like a a symptom like is it is it are, are we just like doing like because when I th- when I think about the Indiana fever I just think of you know uh, you know feeling hot like oh we're, we're we're feeling a little sick over here we're gonna need to take some PTO because the fever is here so and that's nasty <laughs> so that's what that's what I was getting at like. Did you did they mean fire, but like something about fever? Like I'm not really, I'm not really sure. And if we talk about Indiana Pacer, are we talking about like a a Pacer for like medical? Like I'm not really sure what like where they were going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I have a fever, so now I need a Pacer. Like I'm not really sure where they were going with that. I don't understand fever either, because like yeah should your mascot be a thermometer or should you just be the Indiana fire or something? But or I maybe, think, yeah. Or, or I, maybe I think maybe Portland had already done that. Was that Portland? Maybe they are. Okay. So maybe fire was already taken. I don't know. Point of the story is, or like an anthropomorphic, I, like disease or like a virus. Uh, just, just like, like a literal virus just walking around kind of like what, that's what, what, what it looks like. So yes, that's what it looks like. That might be what it is. There's another mascot that looks like it could be the Fever's mascot's cousin, but I can't remember who that is right now. Because I think Dallas is... Oh yeah, Dallas has a Pegasus, which makes sense to me because Dallas is called the Pegasus City. So that makes sense, at least. Look at you! I did not know that. I was like... (laughs) had no clue Mm -hmm. um the only reason why i know this is because for whatever reason i was and i I really hate bringing this up because i know wnba twitter will jump on me um i was i was looking uh, at color pop and they had some stuff on sale and exactly you know i know that face i know that face so the nba collection is on sale uh, so I looked at the Dallas Mavericks palette, and I'm just like, this actually could pass off as a Lynx palette, honestly. So maybe if they re- like rebranded it, it could be the Minnesota Lynx palette, and maybe throw in like a neon kind of like yellow, like greenish yellow there. So one of the names of the shades was a uh, Pegasus City, and so I did a little research, and apparently that is Dallas's nickname. So there you go. So, but the only thing is that why is she named Lightning though? What? Why is the Pegasus? Name oh Lightning? my god. <laughs> Like, why is that her name? See, look, that I don't get. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, That whole ColourPop thing was pre CHGO show before CHGO. Yes, (laughs) but in true me fashion, also a whole day spent arguing with people on Twitter. Because that did not make sense to me, especially because, like you said, most of the a lot of the WNBA teams were built under the ownership of NBA teams. So there's similarity there in just names and colors. So like I don't I don't get it. I I don't understand. And I'm not really sure who their target audience for that was. That was just weird. But yes, we're going to have to talk about that maybe on the same episode. We have to talk about a a deeper dive into why New York decided to release a nail polish NFT instead of actual nail polish. 
we brought that up like earlier on this season. We were just like, what the heck is this? Like, but anyway, uh, the, the, the WNBA has made some very odd steps in marketing. Uh, so perhaps that's another episode. We can talk about that in the future, along with these confusing ass mascots. Uh, but probably the one thing, though, the one mascot that makes the most sense to me, of course, is uh, the Lynx mascot, because uh, it's literally a Lynx. Like, I, I feel as if, you know, if it wasn't a Lynx, I'd have to make some phone calls and just be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and that's cute. I didn't, I've never done the research of, like, the Lynx and the Timberwolves, but I I get it. I see where they were going. Um, and while we're on the subject of Minnesota, I will just say I appreciate everyone involved who executed and allowed fans to witness the beautiful ceremony that Sylvia Fowles received during mm -hmm. her last after her last home game. That was cute. However, right, I, I peeped that. Love that. Um, but I just really want to have a league-wide conversation. Like, I'm gonna write a letter. I'm going to write a letter and I'm going to write an open letter to the league and to all 12 teams. And so right now I don't know everything that that letter is going to say, but I just have two requests. Okay. Number one, we don't have to swag surf. Okay. Let's just stop it. <laughs> and if, and if for whatever reason you feel like it is necessary to swag surf at every game, and and this is like no shit. Like I'm, I love when artists can live off of a timeless classic that is swag surf, and it absolutely is a classic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I love that this like the sky brought them to the playoffs last season. Hopefully, someone over there knows that Atlanta booked them as well, like the other day. So I think they did their one league appearance. Like I, honestly, if we should just do a league-wide, like, just have them do all the arenas. And then after that, we don't have to do it no more. So that's my first one. My second one, what – is the WNBA trying to, like, single-handedly – like, is there – there has to be something here with Nike where, like, they devised a plan to make the price of Air Force Ones go up because I don't think there's any reason for every team to buy Sylvia – and sue some Air Force Ones and then get them, like, custom hand-painted. Like, I just don't think – how many shoes are they supposed to wear? Like Exactly. I mean, I mean at least this guy gave uh, Syl a recliner. I, I think at and, least like, – And like I, I, they said, how was she supposed to get that back in, <laughs> in coach? She just put it in the exit row, I guess. Like, just, just shove it right on there. So hopefully they figured out a way to get that to her. But these shoes, like Phoenix, I think, gifted her. One shoe was like a Minnesota Lynx shoe. The other shoe was a Chicago Sky shoe. And I'm like, that's cute. But what outfit she's supposed to bust them with? Like, that's a lot of colors. Like, I don't really. Yeah, that is. I don't, I don't really under, like, I don't know. Like, so I had this conversation on Twitter and Kayla Davis was like, well, maybe that's what they asked for. So now I'm curious to know when a player is retiring and you've deemed them worthy of gifts every game, because I feel like it's like Sue and Sylvia and then Breon, she ain't getting no shoes. She got some jerseys though. Like how many frame jerseys? Like y'all all giving her the same. That's a whole nother thing. I, like, I just think people need to think about this. Um, and apparently Kia Vaughn is retired now which it was apparently discussed with a media member earlier in the season, but nobody cared enough, I guess, to pass that along. So I found out that she was retiring like two days ago during a spaces on Twitter. Like, wow. So there's clearly levels to how players are treated. And she was in the league for 14 seasons. So yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Okay, so the shoes, and I just want to know, like, how many she's supposed to wear, all these different pair of shoes, and I just don't see it. But, hey, if, if that's what she wanted, though, by all means. If, if you're like, hey, you're retiring, what do you want? And she's like, shoes. 
They're like, hey, Sue, what do you want? She's like, shoes and jackets, by all means. But I just feel like maybe people should have discussed this to be like, okay, so I'm going to do this. What are you going to do? And I think it should have extended past, well, I'm going to get a mid. I'm going to do a high top, and I'm going to do a low top. Because it was just not giving um, what it was supposed to give. So, yeah. It- it, 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 it's not giving utility like essentially like you 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 were thinking that these shoes should have some sort of utilitarian function uh but i also just think too uh yeah they're just they're supposed to just sit at home and look nice and just not have anything just oh hey look at these great shoes that the phoenix mercury gave you I mean, like, I just think they could have done, like, maybe y'all should have talked about this in a group chat, and maybe they could have had a whole outfit, like, maybe somebody could have got the shoes, maybe somebody could have got a jacket, somebody could have got a hoodie or a crew neck, like, somebody could have done a hat, like, we could have made it a thing instead of, like, the same thing over and over again, but also, and, and this could just be me, and this could be me, and maybe why I don't get gifts, but I just think it says something to the level of, okay, yes, the money put into a gift, but like the whole process, right? So Nike ended up giving her some PEs and that's what I had been looking for the whole season. I'm like a painted pair of Air Force Ones and a PE from Nike are not the same thing. And I'm like, even if you don't have the plug at Nike to call them, I know you know Nike ID exists. Like, y'all could have really put some thought into an actual shoe. Miss Mamas lives in in Florida. You know how wet it get in Florida? Like, what if she's walking somewhere in her new shoes, and then by the time she get where she's going, even at the end of the day, like, all the paint gone. Like, Or she's just crocodile or something. I I don't know what what Florida is like. I don't know. Me neither. I don't go there. I don't really want to go there. But I'm just, I just feel like it's levels, right? Like the same, like, okay, cool. Sue got some jackets. But again, like they bought the jacket and then somebody went to town on it. And that's cool because people do custom stuff like that all the time. But in a world where y'all just ordered from the Stitch God and that's really her name and she's located in Chicago and I need to give me one but she probably super expensive but in a world where you know you can call somebody to get a custom letterman you you know like again same thing with the jacket maybe she wearing a jacket out she she going out after she clock out of work they said she's about to go do um and be a mortician because that's what she went to school for maybe she had a rough day being a mortician and she like i'm about to go kick it at the bar and then it rained but she wore her jacket now it's just a jacket i just Mm -hmm. feel like people didn't think about this Exactly, exactly. And I think especially now that you bring up that, yeah, uh, she went to mortuary school. I, I'm just thinking of, like, I, I would imagine uh, being a mortician would be very messy. Uh, just mainly, I, I read this article where she's discussing like like everything she's learned in mortuary school. And so I'm like, like are, are, are these Air Force Ones, are they like bodily fluid proof? Because like she, she talked she talked about like draining blood out of a body, like, like, like just, just like removing blood out of a human body. And I'm like, these shoes need to be blood proof. They need to be like bile proof. I, I, I don't know what, what else comes out of a human body. Like, I don't know, but I know she's gross. not wearing them shoes to work. Y'all could have got her apron. Y'all could have got her a custom apron. Like somebody ain't doing the math right. It's a few things that could have been done. And I just feel like she's not wearing them shoes. And exactly. that's what my rant the conclusion. I, I honestly right. think a team should have gifted uh, Sill like some sort of like tool that would be useful in mortuary school. I, and and as someone who is completely unfamiliar with like like mortuary like, like being a mortician in general, I would imagine there's like some kind of vacuum that just like sucks all the like I don't know organs out. Or or, or maybe I'm thinking way too much about ancient Egypt where they they, they they like remove your brains through your nostrils or something. Or like I, I don't know. Like you, you know what? Like now that I'm talking about this, I have so many questions about you know, just like, like mortuary shit. And so maybe like, whenever I'm like, if I ever meet Syl, like that, that's going to be like the first question I ask her is like, how do you like, how, how does one like prepare the body for, I don't know, like <laughs> embalmment or just like putting it on display. But uh, anyway, uh, now that Syl is now a profession, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Leah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, now that Syl is preparing to be a, or is already a professional mortician, uh, in her last year, I think it's great to point out that uh, she led the league in rebounds, uh, rebounds per game, in her fifth and final season at 9.5 per game, and is currently the career leader uh, in rebounds, field goal percentage, and double doubles right now, too. So. Yeah. Like uh, 2017 league MVP, uh, you already know this, but I feel as if it's worth saying. Uh, Two-time finals MVP, four-time defensive player of the year, eight-time all-star, uh, won the Olympic gold medal four times. Uh, I, I can't say enough about how great of a career she had. Uh, and of course, too, like she she's just such a, such an interesting person too. And I like from what I've heard, like she just seems like she just radiates kindness. Uh, and she also loves cycling as well, which makes sense as to why her mural was right next to a bike rack in, in Minneapolis. I, I liked that quite a bit. Okay, so we were looking at that during the space, and somebody was like, why are the wheels of the bike melting basketballs? So that helps. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> speaking of rebound, so apparently she um, – her over her career, I don't remember the number of points, but at least up until this game against Connecticut, her career average for rebounds was nine point eight. That's so close. So she's like she was like this close to averaging um a double double. But today she was announced as the peak performer of the season in rebounds. So shout out to her leaving the league on that note for having for being the leader in rebounds and something interesting which is bringing us back to our sky natasha cloud was named the peak performer in assists and i have to fact check this which i didn't have a chance to do because it was announced like maybe within the last two hours and i don't know i don't know when this person said this but possibly that this is like the first time since like 2016 that Sloot was not the league leader in assists. I saw that. I think I think it was James K that mentioned that, and I think uh, someone I think it was Maxwell Fritz was accusing him of uh, gently uh, throwing shade at Sloot, and James was like, "No, no, no! I, I could never be shady towards Sloot." I, I thought it was just a fun fact. So. Uh, I think that's really interesting in the sense that the Sky are very much well known for their assists, especially Sloot. Um, just the way, like, especially sometimes when Sloot sets up Candace for some excellent shots, uh, that that's really a wonder to behold sometimes. Uh, but yeah, that, that was definitely a very interesting thing to see. Yeah, but it's making me a little sad again because I feel like we've been talking about, I mean, I, I we have because we even talked about this recently on Twitter uh, when 808 was like the disrespect mm -hmm. of what specifically as a right, but like we've been campaigning for that. We've been very vocal about just how good of a team this is and discussing individual awards, which I'm sure we'll do in more detail later. Um, but I just feel like we're about to really be forgotten. Like it shouldn't rest on Sloop for assists, but it's like it's 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 starting to look like we're really about to be forgotten in all of these awards. And I just don't like that. Like somebody the other day talked about Seattle being um clinching the fourth seed. This was a media person clinching the fourth seed and they could win it all. And I'm like, what? Like, hold there. on, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> like, the disrespect was already there, but did that loss to Vegas just really give people just the the itch that they needed to take a mile and just disrespect us some more and act like we're not defending anything? Right, yeah, yeah, oof, oof. I mean, I th we discussed a few shows back how a lot of the times uh, this year on the sky, there isn't at least like a really clear star. And I think the reason why that is, is because everyone has been contributing uh, pretty evenly across the board with a couple of few exceptions, of course. But I think like probably the clear award that the sky should at least be like, like 
like no question considered for um, is ex executive of the year. Or like you said that, you know, James Wade uh, essentially just pulled off a heist uh, last offseason, especially with uh, not only signing Emma Miesemann and Julie Aleman, but uh, picking up Rebecca Gardner as well. I feel as if that single-handedly should win him that award. Yes. And, and we're going to have to talk about because I've been campaigning for executive of the year, but apparently in the Twitter streets, there have been people campaigning for him for coach of the year. Earlier in the season, I believe I went with Becky Hammond mm -hmm. and I'm still feel that way today. So interest, like we're definitely going to have to talk about that in the coaching decisions. Um, Ka tweeted, I think yesterday, cause my, all of my days feel like one long day, but I think it was yesterday. Um, all of these, what critics with no credentials i thought that was funny i also felt a little way because i don't have a credential um but you do in my heart so. <laughs> so i thought that was pretty um interesting because a lot of people have been commenting on the coaching um and just everyone every day where is the dana minutes fortunately we got to see um a lot of minutes from the bench to end out this season Precisely. I was like, where are the Dana minutes? Where are the Ruthie minutes? And I was saying that um, if, if, if we need to make sure that these uh, these players are, you know, uh, part of the team, uh, that the t her, their, their teammates are, you know, just used to playing uh, with them, uh, I would just imagine that it would make sense to, you know, especially use Dana Evans, uh, especially in the third quarter where, you know, she has some really great energy. Uh, so, I, I thought it was very great to see uh, them finally get some minutes uh, in this past game. Um, and yeah, I, I really hope we see more of them in the playoffs too. Yes. And more Azrae for sure, because she is my pick for sixth player of the year mm -hmm. for most improved. It's really like her and Ariel powers for me, but yes, I love this tweet from, Shout out to Connor. Um, most teams have an X factor. Us, we have a Z factor. Azariah Stevens for sixth player of the year is a no-brainer, and I agree. Absolutely. Not an X factor, but a Z factor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Azariah was also Sunday's player of the game. Uh, she put up 17 points and four rebounds. Uh, she went seven for 12 from the field. And keep in mind that this is from the bench. She did not start on Sunday, definitely sixth player of the year material. And I think what definitely sets her apart is that she just does so well in any role that she's given. Uh, and she just seems to succeed uh, wherever she's placed. Um, and yeah, another cool thing about Z, uh, she also reached 100 career three-pointers and tied a season high of three-pointers as well. So like we said at the top of the show, uh, we know that she's absolutely going to get paid this offseason. So she's... Yes, they were talking about that in this space as well. I think at this point, we just have to look. I know we don't want to talk about it, but take a good look at this team soak it all in because you're not going to see this team ever again. Yeah. We I, just don't know. Uh, if you go into spottrack.com and look at the uh, skies, a uh, current player contracts, you will notice that a, a good 60% of them are ending uh, in 2023. So, uh, definitely uh, just take in this team, enjoy them as much as you can. And so uh, speaking of enjoying things as much as you can, I am sure you are enjoying listening to us uh, talk on this podcast. Uh, so if you want to support us, support CHGO, uh, the benefactors of the CHGO Sky podcast. So download the PointsBet app, uh, use code CHGO when you sign up. Do it right now. You get two free risk-free risk bets up to two thousand uh, bucks. And if you make a fifty dollar or more first-time deposit, you get a free CHGO membership that unlocks our web content. Uh, you'll get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Uh, there's a great Sky shirt that you can get just in time for maybe around two of the playoffs, hopefully. Uh, but that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, free t-shirt, all for making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. So uh, CH or PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting. In-play in, in play betting. Uh, you see an edge in the game you're watching. Is your team primed for a comeback? 
Don't just watch the game, bet along with it live. So more betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs, uh, and follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the action all game long. Uh, so once, once the game starts, don't just bet, live your bet life with points bet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Uh, okay, like now that we have we have talked a little bit about how this podcast is supported. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about uh, what the Sky have uh, going on now. So they just have to survive three rounds because, you know, uh, the postseason format is a little bit, it is now better. I don't know. In my opinion, I think it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I really think the single elimination games were just kind of, uh, I don't know. I mean, one could arguably say that they allowed the Sky to win last year's championship, but otherwise, I also feel as if it's a little unfair to just base things off one game. But you know, you you may feel. I mean, technically, things were based off one game to even get in the playoffs, especially if you have tiebreakers. Yeah. Like, you could get knocked out of the playoffs from another team winning or losing, and you didn't even play in that game. So. I just feel like you can say what you want about that being the single elimination, but we still beat the Connecticut Sun, who were ranked way higher than us. So it's just That's like, yeah. to be fair, so, so like even if you have a series, if if you if you're tied one and one or two and two, and you go all the way to whether it's three, five, or seven, that one game, like you're even, and that one game is like you're done. And I just, I just feel like. I'm not mad at it per se, but I just feel like with the shorter season and I mean, look at a team like Atlanta, good Lord, half their team truly was injured. So as much as I was rooting for them and I really would have liked to see them in the playoffs, I don't know like if they would have been able to survive. So to have a shorter season and then you're you just eliminate the bye and now you have more games in the playoffs. I don't, I don't think y'all thought this through. That's just me though. Well, I enjoy well, single elimination. Give me the spice. <laughs> yeah, and variety is the spice of life. They uh, they say uh, so. Uh, if the Sky do run it back, and I believe they will, uh, they'll become the first Chicago team to successfully defend a title since, get this, the 97-98 Last Dance Bulls. Uh, and so uh, the last back-to-back -back champions in the WNBA were, of course, the Sparks in 2002. So it's been a while. It's been a while. I feel as if uh, we need to break some records this year. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the past three games. We're not going to get too deep into them. Uh, so the win against Phoenix was nice to see. Uh, but, of course, they didn't have Diana. They didn't have Skylar. Uh, but, of course, too, what was up with these past two losses? And I know at the beginning of the show you said that you were mad, that you were upset because of these two games. Uh, essentially, uh, these losses were brutal in both games. Uh, both opposing teams, Seattle and Las Vegas, like put up like 30 plus points in the first first quarter. And I think that happened once before uh, to the Aces during commi uh, the Commissioner's Cup game. And Candace Parker said they threw the first punch. And Coach Wade also followed up with that and said, uh, you can't give up 33 points in the first quarter and expect to win. Uh, so but. but when it came to the, down to these games, so like, what was it? Was it defense? Was it just poor shooting? And I know like the aces have a tendency to clog the paint uh, and force the sky to make really awkward threes. Uh, is there something up with the rotations that need a little bit of an adjustment? But anyway, I want to know what you think about these two games and why, wh why exactly you're, I mean, I know why you're mad, but I want to know why exactly you're mad. Because I just feel like, at this point in the season, there shouldn't be losses. They should be lessons. And it's clear that we're not learning them because we're doing the same thing every time we're losing. It's just like, I wouldn't be mad if you say you have a loss, you make an adjustment, and maybe that adjust, you're like so hyper-focused on that adjustment that it left room for error for something else. But to like die the same way is really annoying because yeah. that's what, playoff series are about allegedly we don't want to do the single elimination because it's about adjustment well we not adjusting so that's why i'm just like i don't 
I don't like it. Um, and I think part of that adjustment, like of being able to adjust in real time and not just, oh, okay, yeah, we lost this game. We're going to go look at the film and no, like adjust of like, what are the weaknesses? Are you really preparing during the scouting reports? Like, what are you focusing on? What are you missing? Because um, I, I don't even remember where this came from, but whatever Vegas did at one point, after I think we did the comeback and Becky figured out what it was and then she fixed it and then they started beating us. That's what I need. That's what I need right now. Like some people have been, um, someone did do like a, an anonymous call around to teams, talking to PR, talking to coaches. Right. And, 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 and James Wade was up there for coach of the year, but I need the adjustments to make that happen. And we need to do that. So like I said, it's not just going back and figuring out after the game, what happens. So you're ready for the next game that could maybe win you a game but if you're gonna win a series you need to be able to make adjustments in real time and not just wait till halftime either if you realize that every time during this i don't know like when do you call a timeout does your team need a timeout when it's a 6-0 run or an 8 or a 10 like definitely don't wait till like you're past 10 or even if they're not going on a run but the momentum has the momentum has shifted do you need to call a timeout? If one player is not doing whatever you're asking of them, who do you put in to replace them? Or even yeah. if the player is doing a great job, but maybe the player that they're guarding or whoever on the other team, like I think it was something where um, a team was killing Julie and it wasn't because she's bad at her job. It's just when you have faster people, you need to put in faster people. Like if they have in this taller person, where's your big, like just little things like that and figuring out how to do that in real time. And I don't think we're doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know uh, in the in the postgame conference uh, after the Commissioner's Cup game, Becky Hammond had a laundry list. She gave us an itemized receipt of everything that like you need to do to beat the sky. She is a very smart, like she, her basketball IQ is like through the roof. Like, like, like she's just like galaxy brain. Uh, and I, I just know this because, you know, watching San Antonio Spurs basketball and having her be coach pops right-hand person. I'm like, yeah, she, oh, she, she absolutely knows the game in and out. And like it, that has translated to the WNBA so very well. So yeah, she gave us the list and no adjustments were made after that, which I thought was interesting. And the fact that, uh, yeah, all they had to do was continue to clog the paint. Um, and they probably also know that the sky generally are going through a three point shooting slump. Now it did look a little bit better in the Phoenix game. And I know Allie Quigley turned like three threes, like within 90 seconds, which was really great to see. Uh, but yeah, I I'm sure the aces took advantage of the fact that, um, yeah, we have to make sure that, uh, this guy do not get good looks. Like we have to defend them to the point where, yeah, they can't enter the paint, make their players afraid of entering the paint. And, uh, yeah, when you pretty much have one person in like a cop, just completely just like actually being, being able to successfully cut through defenders. Like it, that, that's just one person though. Uh, so exactly. yeah, you, you, you need to be able to adjust to all of that. Yes. Because outside of just Cobb being that person that can part the sea to get to the basket, I think a lot of where Chicago's magic comes in are those cuts and just those amazing passes that I've been trying to find that video from, um, that Disney Channel movie we were talking about before. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna get it. And I, to prove my point, but when you are hell bent on those types of, oh my gosh, passes, most of that is coming in the paint. And so if they're clogging it and you can't do it, then that's why you're forced to take those threes that may or may not be hitting that day, depending on, I guess, who has the hot hand. And what did they do? I think they shut out both times. I think in these last few losses against them, they were just able to shut was it alley down. Exactly. Yeah. And how, how the heck do you shut Allie Quigley down? It's, it's just, uh, and if Becky knows how to do that, I would be very afraid. And, and, and not even just if Becky knows how to do it because she told you that she has, right? Like we're aware of the adjustments that she made 
because we're covering the sky. But mm-hmm. if another team is smart, if if New York is smart, granted, I know that they are coming in this with knowledge from, like I said, the player and the assistant coach who were with the sky last season. But if they're really, really smart, you're looking at your opponent or just everybody. You're looking at your opponent's schedule and you're not just looking at what happened when you all played them. You go back and look at the teams that beat them and beat them good and you figure out what they did. And then after that, you look at the pregame and the postgame conferences where they're asking the coach or, what do you, or even halftime, you're asking the coach, what do you have to do? Matter of fact, I want somebody on Chicago to be assigned to go listen to the broadcast because so many times in broadcast, like you hear, let's say a former coach or a former player when they're analyzing their game, they're telling you the problem. And they obviously are looking at things like they might have had more time to do in-depth research than you. Maybe I don't think that should be the case, but, or even have time, like they'll pull a, a coach and be like, so coach, you did X, Y, and Z. You went on a, 40 and 20 run. What did you have to do? Oh, we just did this, this, and this. And then, the other, like, you need to know that. Like, get somebody to monitor the broadcast and listen in real time to figure out what they're saying and what the other co- – and don't let somebody be mic'd up. I'm this, Listen, I'm listening to all that. That's just me, though. Oh, absolutely. Every time a player is, is mic'd up, of course, I'm, I'm, I want to hear everything. I, I want to hear all the tea, just just like just absolutely everything. It's, it's free intel. It's it's free information, which I think is uh, information, I think, is what's going to win uh, these finals in, in particular. Just the control access and, you know, interpretation of it is going to be very important uh, for these next couple of games. So Marquita said the sky had run the same plays for Allie for the last three years at least. We have to adjust and learn new plays to get Allie open. Exactly. Boom. Boom. Exactly. You cannot exactly. keep doing the same. And that was my thing in the commissioner's cup. I'm like, y'all doing the same. It didn't work. It's not working. If it's not it's working, it. you gotta do something different. Do something different. Change a play for a player that you've had for that many seasons. Create new plays for players who aren't normally the go-to. Do something figure it out like and i don't remember who new york just played um but whoever i think they might have won was it atlanta but whoever they just played sabrina did not perform well so you have to figure out what they did but also the problem with new york though they are shooters they are three-point shooters yep you cannot beat a three-point team with just point paints. So if we're not, if our shots are not falling, if you can't, I mean, we should be able to as a Ali Sloop. We at least those three, we have them. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if, if you gotta get everybody else on the team and make them put up a hundred points. You're gonna develop a three-point shot today. Because I just don't, I just, I just truly seeing that New York lives and dies by the three, but they live more and we die from it more. And that can't happen. They, they're mm-hmm. just gonna have to figure it out. Cause like, it's like, okay. Sabrina's shots not falling. Cool. And then Natasha Howard start hitting threes. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, when Natasha Howard starts hitting threes, I think we uh, need yeah. to kind of, Regroup and refocus here. Uh, but yeah, we also have to recognize, yeah, Ellie Quigley can't be the only one hitting these threes. Like definitely, like you said, um, uh, let Azare hit a couple, uh, even Candice. Candice can hit a hit a good three here and here now and then. Um, I also feel as if we went this entire episode without talking about Candice, which is unusual. Uh, but yeah, we got to give other players their shine as well. Um, but as for other players... Um, so our final segment, Court of Law. I have a feeling you probably have a Court of Law-like opinion to talk about Liz. Uh, just uh, So if you saw, we talked about her Instagram post at the top of the show. Uh, apparently she is stepping away from basketball indefinitely. So uh, she, uh, she and the Sparks agreed on a divorce contract. Is, is that right? Like um, the, 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 this is the, yeah, it's the, I think it's like the second time this has happened this season. Uh, I know uh, Tina Charles had a divorce with the Mercury just a little while back. Um, but yeah, there is definitely some weird things going on with Liz. And you can 
please elaborate because I, I don't know the full story here. I mean, this is the first time she's commented. Um, I can appreciate that she waited until the season had ended and that at least some players and coach were able to complete their uh, exit interviews for media before. Um, I don't, I mean, I really don't have much to say just because I think it's an unfortunate situation that a lot of people saw coming. Um, I just think it's a new day uh, for the league and what teams are potentially willing to put up with or sacrifice uh, for the greater teams being for just one person, regardless of what like your potential looks like. So Mm -hmm. that that's really all I have to say about that. Obviously we had such a great show that we don't even really have time for quarter loss. So I'm okay with that. Like, I love that. So I'll just say what I would have wanted to talk about would be the MVP race, which to me has a clear winner between um, Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Of course, another week, another day of me arguing with people on Twitter and making them upset about my opinions or just stating facts, which in this case was about the fact that uh, for the past 10 years, every MVP has come from a top three seed. Uh, Vegas is clearly number one. Seattle is number four. So I'll just leave you with that. And we will talk about that more next week. Absolutely. That's going to be next week's show. Uh, So guess what? There is a Sky game on Wednesday. Uh, It's going to be on the 17th. I believe uh, tickets are still available, too, from last Mm -hmm. I checked. Uh, You can spend, like, not even 20 bucks and see a WNBA playoff game. I highly recommend it. It is such a good time. Uh, Wintrust Arena, I believe it's a 7 p.m. tip-off. Uh, but anyway, it is the uh, best of three against the New York Liberty. Uh, so hopefully the sky can get it done and get it done quickly. Uh, yes. So it's sky in two for now, yes. for now, for now. Uh, but as always, sky in four, as always will be and forever sky in four. But anyway, that is our show. I'm Janice Scurrio. And I'm Sabria Whitaker. All right. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, sky in four.